Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. See next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Yep, that's me, Chris Mullet. And you gave me so much shit last week when I messed up the intro because you had so much to say that oh, I time. Had nothing to say you never have anything to say. No, I do sometimes. Not really. But today I don't. Nothing of value. Yeah, I'm hungry, I'm ornery, it's, you know. It's, it's the same as every day of your life. Yeah, but the cool. difference is I'm like legitimately hungry. I'm just ornery in general because of the hunger thing, but you know. Besides that, just another day in the life. Remember that game, Day in the Life, the improv game, Day in the Life? Yes, I, I do. I, I would always make sure to avoid that game. Yes, I was not a fan. That's a, that's Steve's game. Steve was the best at that well, game. Yeah, Steve's the best at a lot of games. Yeah, Steve's the best at taking somebody's life and making, and making it, it ridiculous. Yeah, interesting and ridiculous, yep. both in good measure. Um, I don't know the date. What's the date? Today is April nineteenth. Sweet, it's April nineteenth. Ooh, tomorrow. I just realized what tomorrow is. <laughs> also a Thursday. Yeah, it's not ideal, but <laughs> you know, we'll figure it out. We'll make do. Uh, if you're new here, we're married. We talk about that marriage, and we own a lot of movies. And we talk about as opposed those to the other marriages. You know. <laughs> okay, Please. Samantha, I barely have time, and I barely have the mental capacity to deal with you. Yep. Let alone you yep. add something else into the mix. Fuck that. It was <laughs> funny. We should mention that today at work. Um. As I was working, I had I always have like one earphone in because uh, I want to like if the doorbell rings or something happens, I want to be aware of it. But also, I'm a nosy fuck. So uh, my neighbor at work was like loudly talking to somebody on the phone about like just everything that's been going on in the branch. And I found out that one of our branch managers uh, who got fired today for other reasons had like been going through like a bunch of stuff and has apparently been leaving the office like very early to like meet up with like eight different women that are not his wife <laughs> it's like awesome and then like when i heard who it was i'm like oh yeah that makes sense i didn't like that guy anyway <laughs> holy camoli so yeah so i was like well that's why i only put one headphone in at work because, yeah yeah you know, no, 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 that's no. part something i do miss about like not being like in an office setting with other people like you don't get that gossip but i end up gossiping anyway with like you know i yeah. have my little my little group of of like my go-to people, and we end up just, like, talking about stuff, but yeah. it's just different, but... I try to avoid it as much as possible, Oh, I don't. I am here for all the tea. I mean, a tea little bit. Tea and biscuits. It's not especially the drama, but just, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty on my own island at work most of the times. So like, today, we had a bunch of fraud at our branch, uh, at the branch that's at our office and locally. And they caught the people Monday. We had like a bunch of cops outside and everything. 
and like they were catching me up on that story and I was sharing like similar stories from my past and then I was like I'm wasting so much time <laughs> like I have stuff to do <laughs> yeah so that was that that was that but um you're that person now I am I am cool. that person now yep I am that person cool. at work because by doing that work today I did like a bunch of work and my next thing I was like oh it's 3 30 I need to go like it was great you know that's how I am every day. That's why I always seem like so rushed and like harried when you come home because I'm like, what? You're already home? Yeah. I feel like I always have so much more to do. One day that's going to happen and I'm going to be like, yeah, it was my last day. And you're like, what, you quit? And like, no, I'm retired. I'll be like, <laughs> what? Yeah. What our, day is it? Yeah, our 35-year-old daughter is coming home any, any minute Ugh. to visit with her husband and her kids. Ugh. That's, uh, that is... 30, less wish, than 30 years away. I wish there was alcohol in this drink. That's a Gatorade. <laughs> alcohol and Gatorade. Barry Wyndham. Um, so we have some movies to report on. Well, yes. I have more than one movie to report on. You have, you have the same Can you stop swinging that? I feel like I you're like going to hit me with the phone charger. I whip my cord back and forth. I whip my cord back and forth. Uh, we went out this past Friday. We did. And saw the Super Mario Brothers movie with Jillian. We did. She was so excited. The first movie we have seen in theaters since Black Panther in November. Yeah. That is maybe our long... Our longest non-COVID stretch... Non-COVID stretch, yeah. ...of seeing a movie... I think you're right. ...ever. Because we we love... We love going to the movies. It was just... It was just... There was just a doldrums in... In busy. And like anything we needed to see Oscar-wise, we saw at home... But the summer movie season kicking in high gear. We're going to go try, hopefully, see something on, on uh, next week. And I'm also going to go out and see something by myself. I think we talked about uh, recently. But we went to go see the Super Mario Brothers movie. And you know what? It was exactly what It was a lot of fun. It was, it was a, a lot of fun. I will never forget how just the look on Jillian's face oh. throughout the entire thing. She was just so happy, so full of life. So energetic. And like any time a character she knew came on, she's like, oh my gosh. Because we play the games and stuff. It was a great bridge in between our daughter's life and the life we've been living before her and since her. Like our nostalgia with it. Did I, did a lot of the voices fucking make me angry and did the story absolutely equate to basically nothing and did I hate every single needle look, drop in the movie? Look, can I, yes. But can but I But you say know something? what? Who cares? You know what? If you're going into this. Right. Thinking you're going to be watching this like epic masterpiece. Like go fuck yourself. Mm. Like that's not what the intention of this movie is. No. Like at all. And people who set those expectations like. It's their fault. So high. Exactly. It's it's absolutely their fault. This is not meant to be, you know, the next best picture Oscar winner uh, or, or, or anything that, you know, does anything more than brings a smile to people's faces. Yeah. That's it. And it, it succeeded. It, 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 it was it a lot of fun. In spades. I will forever have the Peaches song in my head because Jillian's probably listened to it a hundred times since we've seen the movie. I'm not exaggerating. No, yeah. It, peaches, 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 peaches. It was beautifully animated. It, it was. was a lot of fun. It was. Couldn't recommend it enough if you have a little one. Um, so we did that. And then uh, yesterday, 
I, because it's available on Peacock, sat and watched Cocaine Bear. I don't know why you did that. I don't know either. Uh, because, look, it's a Lord and Miller produced movie. Elizabeth Banks directed it. A great cast. Heard a lot of, like, cool, buzzy things about it. It's very much part of that. We were talking about that elevated B-movie kind of renaissance I feel like we're in with, like, that and Megan and a bunch of other things. And I watched it, and it was just, like... I think I had too big of expectations. Yeah, I thought, you thought you were going in to see this best picture. No, 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 like no, no, the no, fucking no, people no, absolutely not. No, you could not Mario. be more fucking wrong. You could not be more fucking wrong. What do you I, think it was about? It's about a bear who does cocaine, yeah, man. Yeah, and I wanted it to be even fucking nuttier than what it was. If you're going to give me cocaine bear, give me cocaine bear. It just, it just felt rushed and felt just a little disappointing like honestly i i wouldn't recommend it because i largely found myself preoccupied with other things throughout it i was just like okay yeah it's i was wanting more gore i was wanting more silliness i was wanting more i thought this i thought like all the little like individual stories that i had throughout like i wasn't interested in and just a lot of weird choices and yeah just wasn't wasn't a big fan. I was disappointed okay. in Cocaine Bear. Wow. But you know, it, that's what happens when you, when you get your hopes up for Cocaine Bear, you're bound to get disappointed. Yeah, exactly. You kind of deserved it. Um, you're the worst. I know. I'm the worst bear. Bear. Uh, that was my. And by the way, we have a guest on the show today. It's my stomach. So if you hear some loud grumblings and growling, it's that because I'm not going to eat again until. Oh God! You haven't you you did not eat you haven't eaten since dinner last night. No, I had lunch. Oh, you had lunch. Yeah, at firehouse. Big lunch. Yeah, I had I had a big sub at firehouse, but I didn't have dinner, and I won't have lunch tomorrow. And um, you're not gonna eat till dinner tomorrow. Yeah, that's why I'm having spicy. Ch- I'm making spicy chicken rigatoni, and I'm gonna fucking eat the shit out of that shit. I gotta remember tomorrow to get the chicken and the, the bread. Um, on the way home. Yes, and. Julian's Ellen's medicine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. I wasn't gonna go. That, to this podcast is also recapping our Mary. I wasn't gonna go lives. to that Publix. I was gonna go to the Publix I pass on my home. Well, but. too bad. Now you have to go to the Publix you don't like to go to. This is this is what marriage is. If you, if you're listening to this and you're not yet married, but you're thinking of it, don't do it. Do it. No, don't do it. Do it. Nope. It's great. And if you do it, just think. However long it's going to be, if you just kill her then, then you'll be out by the time that the marriage would have been over. So, What are we watching today, babe? A movie you nominated that I selected. I'm going to punch your hand if you put it near me. That stay on thing your side of, you Stay do. on your side of the fucking console. This is, stay over this is there. proof that you hit me and beat me on a regular basis. You're the one who just said that you were going to kill me. I thought it was a joke. You're actually punching me. You're I don't know how you prove it. You can't prove it. You can't prove it because can this is a the, podcast. You hear the slug. You're doing it to yourself. Can you talk about that thing you do? You're please? doing it to yourself. That thing you do. Are you? Is, is it your turn to read the box? It is my turn to read the box. Sweet. Let me sit up. Yeah. Because you do your best thinking go. sitting up. Yeah. I don't know what that was supposed to either. mean at all. You are just the worst. Written by, directed by, and co-starring Tom Hanks. This high-energy comedy about fame and friendship dances onto Blu-ray for the very first time. Why do I always get these? Hanks plays the big-hearted manager of a 1960s pop rock group called The Wonders that becomes a shooting star sensation thanks to a delightfully catchy chart topper called That Thing You Do. I thought the O'Neaters was going to be on there. It's very hard. 
Say this. Say delightfully catchy chart topper. Delightfully catchy chart topper. Called, read it. Read Call it. the thing you do. Delightfully catchy. Yeah, exactly. 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 I had no mistakes. That was good. It's going to take forever to pay this one off. Shut the fuck up. So why did you nominate this? It's just, you know, we, we it's just a fun movie. You know, I, we had, uh, we, we kind of got into a little bit of a slog there. With <laughs> I say slog, it was two movies. It was two longer movies. It was two movies. longer movies. Yes. You know, we've had, you know, a lot also like going on like work and, you know, mm-hmm. down in the dumps a little bit there. So I was like, you know what, let's do a movie. Pep it, pep it up. Uh, it's just a great movie. I think I've said it before on this show. I love, um, like musicals, like anything that's kind of based around music and stuff like that. I'm a big fan of, and the, it's just, it's just, you can't go wrong. It's a great movie. Can you? You didn't like it? I didn't like it at all. You're a fucking like idiot. And, you know, so. How can you not like this movie? It's just I'll so. It. I'll explain it. Joyful. It's just is so. It, like, it is. So, I realized when I picked it, I don't remember you not. I picked Walk the Line. And I was like, I don't want to do a fucking musical biopic. I've been over that before. I'll pick a fictional musical biopic. Um, I don't think I'd seen the whole thing before. I think this is the first time I've ever seen the movie. You're the worst. And you as really I started are. watching it, I was like, so Tom Hanks has only directed, I think, this and Larry Crown. I think that's correct. Um, and for whatever reason, I thought this was like not really a hit and kind of, you know, not controversial, but mixed response. I look and it's like everyone loves it and it's got all this positive. Yeah, how can you not? And as I was watching, I was like, is this this movie? I just it just didn't. It just has such an odd energy. I have no idea what it's trying to accomplish. There are things that are supposed to be clever and funny or seriously taken and it always has like it always had like the opposite result to me. The only time I consistently laughed was with one character um, because I thought he was legitimately funny and everything else this is the best way I can equate it. To me, Tom Hanks sat down because the back of the DVD says he also wrote this movie. He sat down and wrote like an hour and 40 minute SNL sketch that he could appear in as a movie. And it has those sensibilities to an obnoxious degree to me. I, I wholeheartedly disagree with you. Tell me why I'm wrong. I whole, it, it's, just, it's just a bop of a movie. It's, it's just... To me, it's too boppy. I don't... It's, no. There, there's no arc to anybody whatsoever it's not and then about you're, it's not about that the individuals it's about the the arc of the band there's no there's no camaraderie there's no reason to like believe in them as a group whatsoever because there's not that one scene of like you know why we're doing this guys or there's not any like it's just them out like doing the fucking thing in a montage or them in the middle of a fucking plethora of performances there, there's nothing to connect and make you feel for them, they just and then at the end of it, each character is fucking too quirky to fucking really care about. You have Ethan Embry, who might actually be on a spectrum somewhere in this movie. <laughs> you have Steve Zahn, who's you know like funny and just like along for the ride, man. 
You have Jimmy, who's just a fucking cock. Yeah, he's, and a, then you, and he's then, a cocksucker. And then you have Shades, who is, like, honestly, just doing a Tom Hanks impression. No, he, he is Tom Hanks. It's it, Tom it, Hanks. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's not good. And there's not, like, ever a scene with the two of them, like, or, or any of combination of them doing it. Just, like, there's never a scene besides some glancing, passing, rep, like, looks of Liv Tyler and Shades... Like, ever being anything, and then they're together at the end, and they have four fucking kids. It's it's kind of preposterous that this movie is so popular. <laughs> I think that it's preposterous that you are digging in so deep. I, I'm, not, I'm not allowed to th- want a movie to do things the movie's supposed so to do, like much. plot and character development. What did you just say about the Mario movie? What did you just agree That's with That's different. Me? That's a movie for children. This is a movie for adults. The Mario movie is not trying to accomplish anything besides so yes, thank you. Besides entertain children, and it does that. If this it does, is just trying to entertain people with the. And music, I wasn't entertained. Well, you are in the minority there. I wasn't. I'm glad you said the word bop because the song is a bop. The song is great, and I think the song is so good that for almost thirty years, people think of the song, and go, "Oh yeah, I love that thing you do," and they haven't actually paid attention to the lack of fucking. Uh, natural so. plot devices and and rising action and drama and suspense and actual humor that this movie totally doesn't have. Well, I, I just I, it just it didn't get me at all. It just didn't get me at all. I can tell right from the beginning where I thought we were not avoiding Duck Phillips again, and it was just a different actor who looked like Duck. And, I was like, and then halfway through, when that guy was. Again, like every little itty bitty character, like what was the whole deal with his family? They never explain. Like, why is his dad the way that he is? Chris, and, it's like the is this is like the the sixties. Okay, okay. Born on the Fourth of July, kind of tried to explain why their family was away because he was a Viet, because he was a war vet himself, and he, you know, had traditionalist senses. This movie just. Didn't do that. And then at 90 minutes into the movie, he's there singing and clapping along on the TV just like anybody else would be without any earned moment getting you there. Why was the sister treated like shit? Why was the mama doofus? It's just, just they just let it exist and let it happen. And you're supposed to just be like, oh, it's fine because the song is catchy. There's, there's not a movie here. <laughs> it's just a series of scenes. Some people would say that a movie is a series of scenes that are supposed to like lead you to a place. Not always. Of not ass. always. Not always, Chris. There's lots of movies that are disconnected, that have disconnected plot lines or disconnected characters. You can be disconnected and you can be carefree, but at a certain point, if you're going to lead towards certain moments that this movie leads to. You, you gotta make those count from the groundwork that you laid. And this just doesn't do it. To me, at least. There, there's some things that I still enjoy about the movie. I can't deny, like, the you're on the radio scene. Like, that scene's great. Great scene. That's a great so scene. So energetic. So energetic. So and you, wonderful. And the characters, you feel how excited I and happy it. they are. Great. And it's infectious. And, it and it's like, contagious. okay, things yep. are taking off. But... Like that's kind of it. There's no like momentum or urgency. It's minimal and low impact in a bad way. The, the 
I just read what I wrote here. It's boringly silly. I was bored throughout a lot of it as well. Because I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't sure what we were leading to. And then every time I thought we were leading to something, it didn't happen. I'm like, oh, okay. So, cool. He's still got his shades on. They're still singing that song. You know? I, I don't get it. Okay. Well, what, what was your history with this movie? What, what? Just seen it a couple times. I do like the song. I think it's catchy. But I also can turn my brain off and just enjoy the movie. I think that's something we've talked about previously. It, it doesn't always have to meet your criteria as a film critic to be an enjoyable film, Chris. And why do you feel like you're getting like legitimately mad at me for I'm how not, I didn't like this movie? I'm not legitimately mad at you, but why can't I say my piece as well? You, you are, but I'm, I'm asking you what it is. It's like you're not... making a point and then I'm trying to make a counterpoint and then you're saying I'm mad at you. I'm not mad at you. It's the way you're talking to me about it. I, I mean. just think that it's preposterous that you feel like that. That's all. Okay. And I think it's I preposterous that don't this is like see... a 95% anywhere. Okay. I'm not the only. I'm not. Oh, I'm not I'm the ninety-five percent. I'm not the only one who who likes the movie and gave it a glowing recommendation. So I don't need you attacking me personally for it. That's how it you. feels. I'm not. I'm just venting. Okay. On this movie that sure. people hold in a high esteem, and I think a lot of it has to do with nostalgia of the era and just a really good song. I, I I'm not going to deny either of those things. I think that. That there's also a lot to say about, like, this cast. Um, It's a great cast. It's a great cast. And I think that um, they, I at least, feel that they did the whole, like, fast rise to stardom, especially in that time. It's completely different now, obviously. But, like, in that time, like, that fast rise to stardom and... You know, they made the big times when they started touring state fairs, like them Sweeney boys. We were just at a state we fair. We were just at a state fair, and we missed them Sweeney boys, which I was well, very they were like upset a, about. I believe they were like a comedy team. They weren't necessarily. I think they were like, right. like musical comedy. Cool. So. Okay. How many state fairs did a rock tour? None. Because exactly. Improv comedy doesn't really do well at state fairs. Well, improv comedy yeah. doesn't really you do well at fair, hospitals right, right? either. Yeah. Hey, we had a great hospital show. Um, somewhere we're still doing that late excuse. Um, <laughs> state fairs, as we went to this past weekend, are good for like pigs covered in shit and finding out why half the, why half the country suck. Um, is, yep. is because this is what these people have chosen to do is just be surrounded in fucking I know. S- smelly shit. That that wasn't really like a state fair though. Like I don't know what all that was. That's a county fair. That's like a county fair. The state fair is like what they had there, like with like the music, like in this movie, like with like the different musical acts, you know, you Yeah, got, I guess that's like, true, yeah, because... You know, like, like more more entertainment, not like... Yeah, a state fair normally has, like, you'll still see the commercial and everyone's like, coming to the state fair, and it's God like... God damn it, what Siri! Are, what are you doing? My watch keeps going off, I don't know I'm going to take it off. Why? Why does it do that? I don't know, it just doesn't. We're not saying anything. I don't know, it just doesn't. Um... Like you'll see the commercials for, like, the state fair... And it's like, it has like artists, you know, like that yeah, you've like heard of. Artists, go to. right. And it's got like the rides and like different like well, things. But then like this county it's fair. It's elevated. Was, this county fair um, was just poop everywhere. Yeah. I, I will, it does capture the fame and craziness well of 
the whirlwind that it is. That, you know, one week they're the featured act at a pasta joint. Yeah. And the next... Boom. They're signed to Playtone Records. And right. before you know it, they are, you know, number seven on the billboard. Yeah, exactly. Like, A little like, preposterous, but, well, you know. Not not impossible, though. Not impossible, no. Fucking not, Rebecca so Black's Friday was... Wasn't a fucking on the billboard charts. But that, that's, that's different because of the times. When you get right. millions of views on YouTube, you know, you kind of equate it. Um, I have to ask a question. I know the 60s are wild, but were kids really going to a pizza joint just to dance? Dance. No, they were literally dancing. There was no other, you know, pretenses there. Um, they were dancing. I missed like three or four things that are past the point we already are that I also didn't like about this movie. Like all the Spartacus stuff. Like, I know the story of Spartacus. It would have hurt you to show him, like, watch the movie and be like, emboldened by it and not just randomly saying four times in the movie I'm Spartacus just because sure. he's fucking weird sure what was the whole point Rebecca's of- Black Friday was uh, number 58 on the Billboard Top 100 so <laughs> you could suck my dick that's not a hit it's still on the Top 100 songs in the in the country you know there's more than 100 songs yeah, I, I, that I, I know made. there's more than 100 songs in the oh. world thank you oh, I just I just want to make make a point there cool um why are you making points? Make points about why this movie doesn't suck because I have more uh, incidences of how it does. What was the whole point of Charlize Theron's character? I, they, they just wanted, you know. <laughs> her indifference and then she's cheating on him and then you just never see her again and then she's in passing. Oh yeah, she, she ran off with the dentist. Cool, man. Great. Glad we wasted three scenes on it before. Like It's to build the, the tension. Build well, the well, then the other thing is, so then you have, you have absolutely no tension with Jimmy and Faye's character for 75, 80% of the movie. And then he has, like, one woman set on his lap. You don't even see her reaction to it. And then all of a sudden they have, like, this poorly acted drama going on about what their lives are. And then it goes from that very first thing right into their breakup. Like, there's no time to fluff it up and make it feel earned or care about it. Like, there, there's no drama to it. Especially because you have two people who I thought were very, very bad actors playing it out in the movie. And then Shades has a thing for her. And it's like, oh, well, fuck off. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, think, I'm, I, I think I figured out what it was earlier. It's still a musical biopic. No matter if it's fictional or real. And I think I was anticipating... It following those same tropes. Because okay. at the very least, that's a structure. At least that's a framework. At least that's... You can't, you can't say shit like that, though. You can't berate the framework and the structure in a genre that you are obviously not a fan of and then complain that a movie that's borderline that doesn't follow those it's things. Not the That's framework. completely hypocritical. It's not entirely the framework and the structure that bothers me. It's the fact that it's always embellished or it's always taking the truth and, and twisting it to make it, you know, a, a bigger and brighter, It's a story! It's, it's fiction it's a story. when it's supposed to be nonfiction. So this is fiction and they didn't embellish. They just made it Fucking a pretty fucking flat monotone story while having energy because it's the 60s and they have a song that people can fucking dance to. 
and totally ignoring the fact that there's like so many characters that have no, I don't mean redeeming qualities, but no like thing about them that makes you like, like, like attach no yourself to they them. do. Yeah. There's nothing, there's no things they do. And even Tom Hanks, like Tom Hanks is so boring in this movie. Yeah, you don't even for you can't even fall back on Tom Hanks to like pick you up because I don't know what the back of the movie is saying like like a big hearted like he's kind of a dick because he has to be because it's like the role and also that might be part of me just thinking of him as fucking uh, bad flashbacks they have as Colonel Parker and Elvis one of the worst performances I've ever seen of an actor ever. I think you're just tainted now. No, Tom, no, I'm not going to have Tom Hanks tainted for me forever, but is there anything that you can at least agree with me on that you did not like about the movie? Um, Without getting into specific performances? I didn't like how rushed the romance was. So, I didn't think that the romance was necessary, but I get it because it's like, you know, there's always, like, the boy band and then, like, the romance that comes in and, like, threatens to up. destroy yeah. it. And, like, yeah, she's a Yoko you know, Ono. Happy, happy ending or whatever. But, so, you know, I didn't think it was necessary. But, you know, the fact that they went with it, I would have I would have appreciated more, more uh, build-up or foreshadowing to the only, it. The only thing you get is him... Well, remembering there's her a looks there's a few looks that's just how those two fucking people look he's the one that grabs her to bring her into the car in the midst of like the craziness right like she's gonna get left behind uh-huh. and he's the one that grabs her and that's yeah, it I, well and then and yeah. they, I think they may have another scene of dialogue together I think they have a couple other scenes but there's they're just like small and fleeting but it doesn't take big aggressive moments for you to like fall for somebody it sometimes it is subtle. It, it, it does when you watch a movie. And, sometimes it is subtle. And you're waiting for a payoff. Or you're waiting to like follow and understand what's going on. Just because that's how we were. Oh, please. <laughs> what, Miss Stuck My Tongue Out? Mm. I did like the, the police car scene, though, that you brought that up. The, um... When they're all like the ravenous crowd, oh, yeah, that's, and then that's like how the era was rushing, rushing there. I did like that, like the the people cr- crawling on the car and everything. Um, thought that that was really was really good. Um, and then the plane scene I thought was really cute too. When she started not feel good, and then Shades like makes her lay down. Oh, that was the thing I was thinking of. Yeah, you know, like took care of her and everything. But I do have a question though: Hmm. How old are these people? I was going to ask that too. So they go to a college talent competition, correct? I don't know. So I think it might have been college. I think they mentioned a fraternity, so I think it might. No, they say it's a college talent show that they're going to, and Giovanni Ribisi stupidly breaks his arm jumping over parking meters. Swerve. I don't even. The drummer broke his arm, sorry. Yeah. And he just doesn't care that just he's just Yeah, that that also was like so he was in this band. There's there's He broke his arm. And then he's not upset. Yeah, he's, just... he's not there's no Also how long how long is the, the, the Yeah, what's the time frame we're Because he's just here? cowboy Bob Orton now and his arm's permanently broken or <laughs> Well and then he goes and work like he take basically takes Shade's job. Yeah. 
Like they basically trade. I don't see how anybody's connected to anybody because they are ambiguously aged. I'm guessing they're in their early to mid-twenties because didn't Shades come back from the war as well? Yeah, yeah, he served. Yeah, he served. Something. So he's got to be in his mid-twenties probably sure. at, the, at the best. Even though he looks like he's fucking 34 years old. Um, You're older than that. Yeah, I look older than him in this movie. I can admit that, but he doesn't look mid-twenties. I don't look like I'm in my mid-twenties anymore. Um, <laughs> if I ever make smoke signals, I can't be myself. Uh, so, they just know that he's a drummer. Well, no, they said it before. Like, he, he drummed in another band. Sure, but now I he's... I think that they said, because I think what they said was Lenny was in another band with him, and that band broke up. Mm-hmm. So that's how they knew each other. Got it. Uh, the answer is I have no fucking idea. I believe they are late college age to post-college age would be my guess. Um, based on how, like, boyish and golly gee, uh, what's he, uh, tuberculosis or whatever, whatever initials uh, Ethan Embry is. The bass player? TB? TB, yeah. The bass TB. TB player? The yeah. bass player? Yeah, I got it, yeah. Clever. Good job, Tom. Um, how him and Steve Zahn are, but then also you have... Uh, Jimmy, who could, who also could be in his early 30s, but he also is an idiot because he thinks the name The Wonders is a good idea. O-N-E, and nobody could fucking say it properly. O-Neaters? O-Neaters, the O-Wonders, o- o- or whatever the fuck, it gets said a couple different ways. Um, something I will give this movie credit for, for the second straight week, another epic cameo cast movie in terms of, Absolutely. oh yeah, there's Brian Cranston, oh yeah, there's Kevin Pollack. Oh, yeah. There's former bosom buddy Peter Scolari. Oh, yeah. There's Colin Hanks as, like, a 15-year-old. Yeah. Um, he had everyone in, in this. Tom Hanks cast his whole Rita family. Wilson as a busty bar hop. Um, my boy Bill Cobbs, who has a couple scenes. That cameo, he's got a couple scenes as the, the jazz guy. Um, that's the only thing that was keeping me engaged in the movie was I was excited to see who else was going to pop up. And then they pop up for a little bit, and then you just have to go back to uh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever the the California stretch to me mostly sucked because again things got a little too over the top and cartoonish while being boring and silly. Like the whole scene with like the CEO of Playtone Records, like that's I get that's a stereotype of like those record industry executive and moguls or whatever. But it's just so off-putting to fucking watch it happen in the middle of this story. That it's, it's not believable. It just it takes you out of the fucking movie. Just like them and whatever their bullshit name was in this, you know, their little boat captain band scene thing. Like Oh, in the movie? Yeah. The major motion picture? Yeah, what was their name? They are like the Tempura Boys or something. <laughs> the Shrimp, Shrimp Boys. Something yeah. like that. CC Shrimp or something like that. CNC Shrimp Factory? It's <laughs> a CNC Music Factory? Um, I, I, I see why Tom Hanks wrote and directed two movies. And if this is the good one, I will never, ever watch Larry Crown. Because Larry Crown is supposed to be, like, actually derided as not a good movie. Cat- 
Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Why wasn't that on the back of the box? Say it again for me. Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Sh- just say the final part again. Shrimp Shack Shooters. Very good. Well done. Um, I feel like we got to get into performances now because there, I have a lot to talk about. Sure. Performances. Let's, let's, let's dig in. Where do you want to start? I only have... One real person written down for MVP. Really? And I have a, I have another one written who it's not him, but I just like. You, you were so real. You were really not a and fan I, of this. I wasn't. Movie. I I'm, I can't stress that enough. As I was watching it, I was internally sighing of like, uh, frantically doing research of like, am I on an island here? And I really am, and I don't understand why. It's you're a snob. I'm not a snob. I get being, like, turning your brain off and carefree, but you gotta give me something. And when you do it, if you're gonna be funny, make sure you, you're intelligible and you make sense. Because to me, a lot of the jokes and a lot of the bits and a lot of the recurring stuff, I just it just didn't work. So if it's gonna keep happening, I'm still not gonna laugh. Um, so I want to start with MVP. Okay. Who would your MVP of the movie be? Uh, we probably are gonna disagree on this. Um... Because of what you kind of touched on briefly in your, you know, uh, soliloquy about your uh, dislike of this movie. But I really liked uh, Tom Everett Scott. Mm. thought he was charismatic. Mm. He did remind me of, of a, a little Tom Hanks. Mm. So, so I did like him. Um, I also thought that Steve Zahn was really good. It's Steve Zahn. <laughs> um, being like, just like that, that. Like they're they're basically just like a group of bumbling buffoons, like this yeah. group of boys, just boys being boys. Um, but Steve Zahn just does it in a way that reminds me of our Steve. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like like Steve Zahn is the one earnest thing in this movie. Yeah, his portrayal of that character feels genuine. He's actually funny, and he's doing it in a way. That's of the times, that's of the era, that fits and works. He's 100% my choice. Uh, you saying Tom Everett Scott boggles my mind. I thought he was incredibly bad. Really? I, I thought he was good. Because no, he's big. I, I had a, a, a way to describe it. Here's, here's how I would describe it. He's playing one of those... Like idiosyncratic, cool guys. That's got, uh, he's being Christian from Clueless. Does that make sense? Sure. He's being like that ring-a-ding kid, you know. Sure. That has like the quippy thing to say, but it's like that doesn't actually make fucking sense into what you just said. All his facial expressions and all of his like when he's like being like the nervous bumbling guy around like his jazz idol. I'm like. You have a top 10 hit in the world. Like, why are you still acting like a 15-year-old boy? That's why it was hard to figure out what age he was. Because half the time he was acting like an immature fucking idiot. Mm. He was trying to channel Tom Hanks so hard. I can just imagine Tom Hanks told him, just this is what I did on Big, so just do this. Um, yeah, he was on my LVP list. I, I, oh, wow. I, I won't make him the LVP. I have a couple more that I think are worse. Oh, wow. okay. But, yeah, to me, it's Steve's on. The only other person I've written down was my boy Lamar. 
Uh, Yo, man, you go, Lamar. Yeah, uh, Lamar was I love that actor. That great. actor's uh, he's uh, got a supporting role in the movie Life with Eddie Murphy and Martin uh, Lawrence. I'm sure he's done other he also things. Also had a but... stint on a Dawson's Creek. That guy did. Uh huh. Was he the one black person on Dawson's Creek? He he ended up coming in in a later season. He was the principal. Oh, okay. Of the high school. Nice. Was he the only black person on the show? Uh, no, his daughter was also there, who oh. was black. Okay. But uh, were they the only two? Yes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> sure. Hey, two more than friends. Um, yes, yeah, so we're gonna make it Steve Zahn. Yeah. Which is funny because like I haven't seen a lot of Steve Zahn, but I feel like I just know Steve Zahn. I feel like from this, he does this for the next like twenty years, right? Like he's always kind of a little bit too much from here on in. You know, well, he's just kind of you know Steve Zahn and he's nutty. That's actually pretty good. Can you do that again? No, it's gone already. Oh, now you sound like Janice from uh, from from <laughs> Doctor T. I'm sorry. What did you say? Greetings and felicitations, everybody. Doctor T here. You want to talk about a band? I got a band. We're great, and we got a show coming out. Muppet Mayhem on Disney Plus. They're not paying me or paying you guys to advertise it, but here I am talking about it. Cool. What's it about? Us, the band. Oh, who else is in the band with you? People. <laughs> Do you know their names? Yeah. What are they? I don't got to tell you anything. <laughs> Have you ever seen this movie, That Thing You Do? Nope. Would you ever be in a musical biopic? I M- guess the show... Muppet Mayhem on Disney+. Plus. I wonder if... Uh, if Chris will hate that that too. Absolutely not. Everyone will like it because I'm in it. Okay. Goodbye. I wasn't done yet. What else do you have to say? Give me a fucking second. <laughs> <laughs> you even pissed off Dr. Teeth. Good Lord. Of course. Um, all right, so Steve's on the MVP of the movie. LVP. Can I just point one person out? It's not him, but I have to point him out because he was driving me nuts. Not Steve Buscemi from the beginning part of the movie. The guy who was, like, obsessed with them and, like, their biggest fan. He oh, also, yeah. you may recognize him, as the guy from the Aaron Burr milk commercial. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> that guy is a fucking riot in the worst way possible. And I mean it, like, literally, I imagine he sits on his couch and watches Steve Boucher movies 24 hours a day and just like, fuck that guy. Because that's basically all he can do is, like, look like that and kind of exude that same energy, but do it a modicum of the way that Steve Buscemi does it. This guy's been in a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, he's been in a lot. I mean, I'm sure, he's, I'm sure he works, but is he Steve? Do people know his name? What's his name? I don't know his name. Sean Whalen. Yep, didn't know his name. He's been on a lot of... Good for him. But, like, does he have a name anywhere? Or he's always, like, fanboy? Or, like, milk guy? uh, Fleck. Kevin Stein. Yeah, exactly. He's playing a character called Fleck. Lester. Scientist. (laughs) DJ. Doug Hannigan. Sam. Kevin. uh, Barry. Looney. The Whistler. Nope, you can stop. Looney and the Whistler?! (laughs) I proved my point. Stop talking or else it will be him and I'll, I'll forgo the other three people I have. Because uh, I, I will give you Tom Everett's guy. I, lo- I wrote him late. 
because I was trying to diagnose what he was doing as this fucking weirdo in the worst way. Um, who do you have for LVP of the movie? Birdman. <laughs> Stop Manpower. it. Manpower. Was he in Birdman or was he just playing somebody named Birdman? Playing somebody named Birdman in the movie called Waffle Hut. Waffle <laughs> <laughs> What? A TV movie called Waffle Hut with this lady. Is that Lori Metcalf? <laughs> no, it's not Lori Metcalf. Colleen Camp. Oh, Colleen Camp. That's uh I know, I know. Yeah, that uh, from Clue. We're gonna, right. we gonna stop. Watch no, this. we're not gonna watch Waffle Hut. Turn it off. Put your phone away. Well, who's, seven and a half out of ten. On my who's the LVP of the movie? Um, I think it's Jimmy. Yeah, it's Jimmy. I, 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 and at first I was, I didn't know if it was the character. I, I literally, I literally have verbatim. Well played, stick in the mud. Or his face just sucks. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a combination of both those things. But the character is the I guess, meant to be, you know, the the big headed like cocky lead singer. Not even only wants to. He's all about the music. Yeah, man. I just want to record, man, and like yeah, it's all about the songs, and he did it too fast. Like he's a permanent whiny bitch, yeah. and he's like. Always has a bad attitude. Yeah, and I I felt like they were trying to do it... I don't like that. ...under the radar, so that way it was growing to become essentially the antagonist of the movie. Yeah. But then they just forget about it for 45 minutes, except for him being like, let's go record, or let's do this. And then all of a sudden, it's just like this fucking anvil dropped of... You know, I should have brought you along, and like his tone... broken... She have broken up with you in Philadelphia. It's like out of nowhere. So again, because I felt the story did the character such a strong disservice, for all of them a strong disservice in my opinion, I gave him a lot of flack. And then she leaves the room. And by the way, that scene saved Liv Tyler for me from being the LVP because I also had her written down as LVP. Yeah, but she did such a great job in that scene. I, I would waste, say she, she did enough. I wasted so I many kisses so on you. It was a, a well-written line. Great line. And she does I thought it. she did a great delivery of it. I she, cannot wait to say that to you. Punch you right in the mouth. Jesus Christ. What? I don't want to do this anymore. Oh. That was mean. Too real, man. Too real. Uh, for the most part, I, I just thought she was very yikes in terms of her delivery and her performance because it's a little tired. I she's mean, we not... talked about this when we did Armageddon as well. Yeah, she's it's not just... like she's, it's not. No. The role that she yeah. was meant to play was Arwen in the Lord of the Rings oh. trilogy. Oh, the role she was meant to play wasn't Armageddon, just a dummy with animal no. crackers on her bare stomach. No, <laughs> it, it, it's Arwen in the Lord of the Rings series, which when we get there, you'll, you'll see it's very like it's a very like docile character. Yeah, that's very, what like, she is. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm like I'm like yeah. like I felt I feel at least from what I can remember, I haven't seen those movies in years. She reminds yeah. me of an, an a backwards anamorph that was a deer that became a human. I feel like that's an appropriate yeah. statement. Uh, but for him, like she leaves the room and then like he dials it up even more and has like a couple more like angry mean boy wine yells and it's just like you're just not good at this at all. Um, so yeah, uh, it was, it was him for me, 100%. Uh, and again, I was trying to give him some kind of benefit of the doubt because the script did him no favors, 
but I actually think that he was part of the reason why yeah, it agree. didn't work so well. The guy's got a very interesting backstory, though. Uh, thank God his name was on the box. Jonathan Shekik or Shek? Shake? Shake? Mm-hmm. The back scratcher, sure. Um, he was uh, he was married to Christina Applegate. Oh wow! For six years. Oh wow! And like in the like eighties, Christina Applegate. No, two thousand and one to two thousand and seven. Oh okay, all right. Yep. That's okay though. And then he married. He's been married three times. Um, oh. And then he was Houdini, uh, which he looks like Houdini, so that makes sense. Uh, he also was like basically Ellen DeGeneres' beard for a long time. He'd always like accompany her to like red carpets and shows and things. Um, but you know that was really it. Um, and he's been like a big advocate for like you know sexual assaults and rapes and stuff in Hollywood. An advocate for that. Uh, advocate for like. <laughs> An advocate? We need more rapes in Hollywood. No. Um, oh, my. No. Uh, he's been a speaker for Rain. He wrote an article about being uh, assaulted by a director a long time ago. Oh, so he's... he he's An advocate for the Me Too movement. Got it. Yeah, sorry. I, you know, yeah. Don't sue me. I know, I know randomly when I say bad things about people on the show, they listen and then they tweet us. Um, but yeah, in terms of an actor, n- not good. Not, not for me. I would also put Shari's Theron on this short list. I mean, she gave absolutely nothing to that whatsoever. Yeah, it, it was. But I feel like that was also the character. Sure, I, I'm. I'm finding out I'm not a big Ethan Embry fan after Can't Hardly Wait. Can't and believe now this. it. He's he's not very good. He's just this plucky. Like I said, kind of like, is there something wrong with this guy? Like, 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 why, why, you know, why the whole I'm going to the military backstory? Who, what the fuck was that for? Like, what was the point of that? Just to give them another, another thing, just, just to get him out, so that way it was easier to break the band up in a ridiculous way so quickly. Sure. Like, because honestly, the way everything devolves, they literally have a top seven hit. They go on TV and they find success. Even though one of their members has just gone to Disneyland and joined the army early. And then one guy just doesn't show up to record and one guy quits. And it's like, well, that's it. Done. And I get that they're trying to make it the point of like, that's how it can go in, in show business. But like, really? Does it? Like, can it? Like, they were just at their apex and like overnight. Yeah, sometimes that does happen. Uh, bullshit. It could, bullshit it could absolutely happen that quickly. Bullshit to me. Um,. I do want to briefly talk about the, um, oh, a couple other people I forgot. I'm looking at the cast real quick. Uh, Getty Watanabe, who is frantically calling every agent in Hollywood trying to become the next uh, fucking, uh, what's his name, from Everything Everywhere All at Once. <laughs> Who's the actor from Everything Everywhere All at Once? Oh. Um, oh, my God. Why is it driving me nuts? Roundhouse? <laughs> Roundhouse? You mean short round? Short round. Good lord, are you kidding me? <laughs> Roundhouse. I'm literally looking up his name. I can't remember right now. Jesus Christ, Kiyu Kwan. Uh, Giddy Watanabe, who's, who was the other young Asian nerd in the 80s. You also have Chris Isaac, Clint Howard. How can I forget Clint Howard's fucking gangly face? Um... 
Mark McClure, who is the brother in uh, Back to the Future. Jonathan Demme, the director, is the director in this. Uh, Tracy Reiner uh, is in this as well. Um, there was somebody else. Holy shit, you didn't forget to mention this. So I actually wound up on Sean Whalen's Wikipedia page. You know who directed that, uh, that, that Got Milk commercial? Michael Bay! Also, it was the first Got Milk commercial, so that's why it's so memorable. That's, that's awesome. Um, I had a point a while ago. Oh, so the song. The song is, the song is the real MVP of the movie. I should really make who wrote the song the MVP of the movie. Who wrote the song for That Thing You Do was uh, either the bassist or the guitarist for Fountains of Wayne. The uh, the 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 one hit wonder from two thousands who sang Stacy's mom. I, I know I know the group. Nominated for an Academy Award for this movie. He was also uh, related to John Berenthal, and oh. died of COVID in twenty twenty. Ah, well. So that's uh that's a quite a story for that guy. Oh boy. Um, but yeah, the song. I honestly, I just play the song at the beginning and the end. I mean, they have other songs, but like you hear them so like. Passingly, that none of them really stick and stand out yeah. at all. Um, cool. I also want to point out, I didn't like the epilogue either. The epilogues are always, you know, hit hit or miss. But it's so anticlimactic. Like, oh, they opened a school and had four kids. Even Jimmy still gets a happy ending. He just becomes a record producer. Like, yeah. How was his career just like, how was he not like a gas station attendant for the rest of right, his right. life? Right, right. Right. And like, he like immediately got re-signed with Playtone. Like, yeah. Like a new band, everything. It's like, but I guess that's how it was then, man. I guess. That's how it was. The more asshole you were, the further you went in life. You just missed the cutoff. Bro. Thanks, babe. You're born too late. Thanks. Um, yeah, I I don't have anything else for this movie. Sorry for being a hater, but... That's all right. I just... That's all right. You, you're on the wrong side of this, this time. I just want everyone to reassess this. I want you to shut the fuck up. I, we can't all get what we want, okay? I... I I, I'm not trying to belittle or demean anybody who's this is their thing. I just don't see how it's that many people's thing. Look, it, that it's they a, do. It's, it's just a thing that they do. Oh, also want to shout out to whoever uh, Tom Hanks for writing the the characters' names. Uh, the the guy who we gave the LVP to the characters he plays is Jimmy Mattingly. Oh yeah, I meant to so that shout out, shout out to, to our, our friend Jimmy Mattingly. Our friend Jimmy Mattingly. Who... Mattingly. How do you say it so weird? Mattingly? Jimmy Mattingly. Mattingly. You said That's the first time. You kept like adding a syllable. Mattingly or something. You just no, I saying. didn't say it like you, that. You, you said it wrong. Okay. Well, I remembered to give him a shout out. So thanks so much. Good job. We miss you, Jimmy. We miss you. Haven't ya. seen you like in six years. Hope, hope you're good, buddy. Hope you're good, bud. And not like this asshole. Yeah, don't be this Who shares Mattingly. your name. Yeah. Don't waste kisses. On, don't be wasting kisses. Um, I should, ooh, no, add, don't have kisses wasted on you. There you go. I'm gonna add that to my country song. Uh, <laughs> I think that's another thing. It's just like I can write a song now, so I'm you know. So now you're super judgmental. Yeah, as long as Julie doesn't tell every fucking person on the planet about it, and someone steals it. <laughs> what would you do? We turn on the radio and that song's playing. I honestly would never forgive her. <laughs> don't break that back scratcher, man. I use that. I I Chris, give it to me. I bet it back. It's okay. Chris, it's fine. 
can't have nice things. This is like a $3 back scratcher. We can't have nice things. Does the job. It's a $3 it does back the scratcher. Job. Hey, stop. Let's watch Roundhouse. You couldn't even remember his name either, don't Short Round. I, I wasn't trying to say the character's name. I was trying to actually be respectful and say the actor's name. Thank you. Fuck you. Anything else on that thing you do? Apparently not. You nominated it, so I scored first. I didn't like it at all. Get away if you're gonna do if you're gonna take the back scratcher, don't be rude with it. And get I'm out of I'm not being face. rude. I didn't bend it, break it. This is a useful tool. Get it out of my fucking face. Not in your face. It's over here. I'm giving this movie a three and a half. Oh my gosh. Chris, that's so low. It's not so low. I that didn't so like low. it. Oh, that's such a low score though. I didn't like it. No, it's not. I didn't like this movie. It wasn't funny. It was too frantic. It was boring despite that. It had no character arcs or story arcs to speak of. It's one of the most overrated movies apparently I've ever seen in my entire life. A three and a half. Oh my goodness. I was definitely not going that low. I think it's more on... on, on the above average side. Okay. Uh, obviously, it's not like the perfect movie. It's obviously not like a classic. Um, you know, and thinking back to other things that we've watched this year, um, you know, I'm I'm gonna give this movie a, a six and a half. Oh, so still lower than I was thinking. Well, it it's not a perfect movie, and I still said like, you know, there were choices that I I didn't agree with, and I agree with you in terms of. There wasn't so much, there wasn't enough fleshing out of some of the things, although the deleted scenes are apparently where all that, oh, that great. flesh is in, in some of the deleted scenes. So, well, um, but yeah, I, I, it's still an enjoyable watch. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did. Because you nominated, so at least you got some enjoyment out of it. So that's a five for uh, that thing you do. I think that's I think that's appropriate. And this is the, uh, the average score there. Uh, you nominated this, which means I get to nominate something now. I had a few ideas kicking, percolating, and I wasn't sure what I was going to do until yesterday when I was watching Cocaine Bear. Oh, God. If you nominate Cocaine Bear, I'm going to no, lose We don't own Cocaine marriage. Bear. It's not that loud. Good. But in Cocaine Bear was a, a, a child actress who I think is one of the better child actresses that we have and could possibly be ever at this point. Um, and I know her from one movie, and I've wanted to rewatch that movie, or the other movie from a director who I will not miss a movie of his going forward, just like I won't miss Ari Aster. That director is Sean Baker, so I'm nominating the last two movies of his, uh, neither of which you've seen. I'm nominating Red Rocket and The Florida Project. Isn't Red Rocket the one about... Uh, Simon Rex is a... That guy is porn, a porn star? Yes. And The Florida Project is the one that's... I know, filmed here yes. locally. We're going to do the Florida Project. That's what I figured you were going with. Yeah, That's I don't want to see a fucking dick. I don't should Dick just, out. Remember, do you see Simon Rex's dick in that movie? Look, you can't have a movie called Red Rocket and you don't have dick in it. I think there's dick in it. I just don't remember. The Florida Project. That's what I wanted you to pick, so. Very, very good. Uh, so the Florida Project is coming out uh, soon after... Oh, yeah, we have to watch, like, three Jumanji movies in the next, like, two weeks. Well, actually, no, we don't, because I can finally announce next week with our special guest episode, Rip Camelucci, back on the show with Charlie Williams. 
We have gotten their movie, and it will be a goofy movie next week on the show. I'm sure Augie, if he does happen to hear this, is going to be like, fuck! Because that's like Augie's, like, one of Augie's favorite movies ever. He's going to dial in. He's going he's gonna to phone a friend. We should we show. should call Augie in the middle of it and give him, like, two minutes to be yeah. like, Augie, goofy movie, go. Uh, so we got a goofy movie next week. Then we got uh, the Jumanji film series. Then we got Going to America. And then we have the Florida Project now. Um, so, yeah, with that being said, thank you for listening to this episode of Married with Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others on our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Facebook.com slash Married Movies at MarriedWMovies on Twitter. MarriedMovies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. For me, at your host, Malt38 on Instagram. For you... At Jam with your Sam. Also for me, arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle for my retro wrestling diary. I'm going to try to get this week's episode uh, typed up. It would be Degeneration X in Your House, the penultimate show in 1997. Um, or it'll be next week. Depends on how much time I got typing away. Uh, yeah. And uh, next week, we will have either one or two movies to report back to, hopefully. Hopefully. And hopefully they'll be better than that thing you do. What's that thing that you do? You tell me. I don't know. You do all the things I, I don't want to do. Cool. <laughs> that's great. That's, that's the basis of marriage. It really Call is. back to the start. If you're thinking of getting married, just think of all the things that you do and all the things you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. That's why you should get married. I've done a load of laundry in 15 years. Cool. Doing that thing you do. Ooh, who sings that? Who sings what? Who sings what you just sang? The Wonders. Let's leave it like that. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> for Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. You have the worst singing voice I've ever heard in my entire life, and that's how you're going to fucking respond back? You've never said something like that to me, and we just had a conversation about how... I get super depressed and upset that I don't have a good singing voice because I love music mm-hmm. and I feel it doesn't music love you back. and I am so enthusiastic about it and mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. You already told me I could just sing as much as I want to sing. No, and I gonna... didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did, Brett. <laughs> yes, you did. You've been trying to fuck music like a bitch for a very long time. <laughs> it's a new gimmick of the show is I'm never going to say at the movies. I'm just going to say something else at the end of the show. And then these funny little quips and diatribes will be how we end people's day before the music. Cool. I'm sure I'm the only one looking forward to it. What? Keep Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.